Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening? Hey Wells, what's up? Oh, speaking of things that sound like a bad idea on paper and are actually a bad idea. Wells? Hey, that too. All of the Wells. Welcome all everybody. All Good Wells. to see you. The real mistake is in doing some of the Wells. You've got to get all of the Wells. All of them. Oh God. Uh, so what's been up since last recording session? Not a whole lot. Uh, was trading messages on our uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash craftbeercast with uh, Chase from Minnesota, and uh, he took us up on our constant offer of, uh, if you don't want to support us via Patreon, you want to send us some beer, do it. So he sent us some beer. So we got all Minnesota beer. Minnesota. From Chase today. Nice. That's really awesome. Thanks, Chase. Yeah, thanks. If anybody else wants to be as awesome as Chase, uh, where else can they find us besides Facebook? Uh, Twitter. At CBcast on the Twitters, uh, Facebook.com slash craftbeercast, Patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Do we still talk about Instagram? No. No. Yeah. And we're all too old to be like TikToking and Snapchatting. So yeah. Like, this totally. is... Oh, you do not want to see me on TikTok. Or uh, contact a craftbeercast. Or hate me. Oh, yeah. yeah. At craftbeercast.com work too. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Email the easiest way. Yeah. The easiest way to do it. Yeah. If you're an old person like all of us, I guess. We're all getting I, there. I, I feel like, you know, we have, there. like, I think, Josh, you're about five years behind me, and, and Wells is about five years behind you. So we've got, like, this kind of triangle of, of age difference here. He's he's not five years is behind Is it not? Okay, no. I'm sorry. I thought it was closer. No. Three? I don't know. Okay. He's, he's close. We're oh. really close. Okay, actually. that's fine. <clears throat> anyway, so, like, I've been having a hard time as an old man with uh, this term based. Like, <sighs> especially, like. Is that something you do with a turkey? Yeah, I, I mean, no, no, B-A-S-E-D. And, like, I'll make some comment and somebody will say, based. And I'm like, on what? And they're like, ah, oh, dad joke, boomer, okay. And I'm like. Okay, boomer. I, like, I, I, just, I, I did What do you mean? I don't get it. I, yeah, like, I really, it's really making me feel extremely old because I just don't, like, at least with some context, I can figure a lot of things out. But I look at this and I'm like, I, I don't understand. And then, so then I looked it up and I'm like, this doesn't help. It's about as bad as pushing P. Yeah. Are you pushing P? That's another thing the kids are talking about today. I mean, welcome if to I, old man cast. If, if I'm pushing P, I'm I need to go see my doctor. If I'm pushing P, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking at least. I, I'm probably using that wrong too. All no, I know don't, is don't even Wells. Don't no, no, I see you looking it all up. You're what right. I used to be with it, but they changed what it was. <laughs> Wells, have you done anything? Also, you know, weirdly, no. Uh, okay. I don't think I've no. Okay. I mean, it's it's the winter months. COVID is running rampant again. Um, you know, we've had in the what last week like three times it snowed here. So, yeah, what I, ooh, it's so weird. The weekend weird. comes up, it's like snow time. Yeah, what I did do is have a friendly conversation with an industry person in the know about kind of what heist is up to behind the scenes. Have we talked about this on the show with them? Kind of like. Doing some staff reorganization and structure and stuff. No, we, we don't okay. typically talk about the uh, employees and org structures. Of I know we don't work. really. I know, yeah. but uh, anyway, they've brought on like a new barrel person over there, so you know we know. might okay. be getting some barrel aged beer out of the barrel arts facility pretty soon. Nice. Uh, all I know is the person I talked to was like typically pretty level head, and this was like some real high grade excitement coming out. So you just love to hear about like, Oh, local spot shuffling some things around, but like it's good. Yeah. So, okay, cool. I mean, maybe, I mean, if they've got somebody coming in, who's got some experience, I could really do something with their barrel program. I mean like that's win, win, win. Yep. And and what if cataclysm came back? I'm just saying, Oh, that would be such a, mm. (laughs) I guess that was just missed. Lied to, I suppose, because <laughs> I was informed that like Cataclysm was already in barrels, like pre COVID, and then obviously that's nothing's come of that. So, yeah, anyway, who knows? Uh, so Brewdog is doing things. Oh, speaking of breweries doing things, is this a good thing? No, probably not. Um, oh man, we've we've got a twofer of Brewdog being shitty, don't we? We do. Well, first up, even this picture, these guys look like douchebags. So, um, basically, you know, Brewdog is brewing beer in the UK and shipping it across the pond to their United States based distributors, um, except for certain 
like you've got to get a, like an ingredient exemption or a, a green, ingredient approval for certain adjuncts and things. Like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is already like pre-approved. Like you don't have to say, oh, do I have permission to age this beer in bourbon barrels? No, you're good. And there's like a list of approved like fruits and adjuncts and things that you can add to beer without asking for approval when, and when or you permission. Say, when you say permission, is that TTB or is that? Yes. Okay. So Brewdog did, you know, they brewed with a couple extracts and adjuncts and things that they didn't even bother to get approval for. And they just kind of hoisted this stuff onto their uh, United States distributors and, you know, never got approval for it. Never basically sold this beer illegally in this country for years. <laughs> 2016. Anybody, uh, anybody, and two- Show of hands. Anybody surprised here? No. Oh, Brewdog got no like a bunch of assholes. Punks, but- man. That's punk. That is so punk rock. Don't even worry about the rules, man. Just make the beer and ship it. Fuck the government, man. Yeah, so they knew that they would not get approval on this because it's not um, like an adjunct that's even like FDA approved. Um, so they knew it was going to be dead in the water, but they sent it anyway. And you're like, oh, cool. So Brewdog did a shitty thing. They did a shitty thing. And before we get to the other shitty thing they did, there's a third shitty thing that they. Well, I was going to say, do, does it go into any sort of detail for like which adjuncts, which flavorings? This is BBC, I guess, right? So, yeah, that's fine if they don't. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, Elvis juice and Jet Black Heart. Well, like that one was like a grapefruit IPA, so I'm just I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Oh wait, wait, go back, go back up a little bit. Right about the picture. Owner said that Brewdog had consulted a lawyer who believed the errors made would not risk their license. Well, not would would not risk an importer's license. So basically, like Brewdog is going to be immune from this, but it's on the distributor that brings their beer in. Like, I know, I know. So if I was one of their distributor partners, I would be really pissed off. Like, how dare you put my ass potentially on the line? Right. Like, I didn't ask for this. You ship me beer that I shouldn't sell. The other thing that they have done that isn't in one of the articles is it came out in a BBC documentary that Jamie, one of the head owners, co-owners of BrewDog, owns a bunch of stock in Heineken. Of course he does. Isn't that so punk rock? How absolutely punk. Yeah. Well, that was... Did he buy it on his own? Uh, That's the other fun part. They don't really know. Okay, so... How do you not know? Because of all of the uh, money issues that they've been called on with all the equity for punks and everything else that they're doing and some of their shady accounting practices. Yeah. They can't really prove that this money didn't come from, let's pretend Wells bought 500 shares of punk equity. Which I did not. They cannot prove that this money did not come from Wells. Right. Right. Definitively. What a mess. Well, and I yeah. guess maybe more what I was thinking was, you know, was it something that this as in, this guy as an individual bought on his own versus was it like granted to him by Heineken? Right. You know. Or was this he has like a fund manager or whatever, wealth manager that invested yeah. his money unbeknownst to like I mean, I'm not, I'm not about to let him off the hook for any of it, but I think also at the same time, I mean, to your point, Wells, you, you don't, you somebody like this probably has a money manager and, you know, maybe they invested in that because, Oh, you like beer. This is beer. You know? Yeah. That's a, that's dicey. Yeah. And then Wells, the, the final piece. Ooh. So speaking of BBC documentaries, um, this all came out in the same documentary, by this the way, is all crazy. of this. Crazy. So, um, Brewdog, we've talked about it on the show many times. Um, former employees have alleged a quote culture of fear end quote. Um, it's de- It's an awful look for the brewery where it's, you know, not as much racism as just like hella sexism. Yeah. Where, you know, certain employees were warned like, Oh, this guy's coming in to this facility tomorrow and we need to like reschedule you or you need to wear something like, like an overcoat over the top of your clothes. Like basically 
we need to keep certain like women away from Jamie. So, uh, that's punk. Yeah, yeah. How punk that's punk. Well, so what this article is all about, uh, he's threatening former employees. Basically, if you participate in this documentary series, we have ways of finding out who you are and like, what are you going to do? It's, I mean, it's not like a, like a fully formed threat, but basically we're going to make former employees lives a living hell. However we can, that's, that's definitely not punk. No, no, it's not at all. It's it's very anti-punk, which I feel like is kind of the, calling card for anything BrewDog does anymore, which is, you know, on one side is punk and on the other side is not. And they continue to slap in that not button left, right. Just, yeah. You got two choices. What are you going to do? Oh, let's do the not, you know, we're corporate. I mean, to, to be fair, they are corporate. Yep. They're a big brewery. They make a lot of money. Like this, this isn't some small potatoes, barely able to pay the bills kind of brewery here. No, and just as a reminder to listeners, depending on how long you've listened, uh, when I went over to London a couple of years ago, uh, of course, there's your local pub that is, they're all over the place, right? And that is no joke. But you walk into a grocery store and 90% of the beer is BrewDog. You cannot find a whole lot of takeaway beer that wasn't BrewDog. I wonder if that situation still holds true now. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I'm very curious, but at least in my na- in the area that I was staying at, I mean, London's a huge city, so you know, you just t- take it with a grain of salt. But right. every Sainsbury's or other grocery store that I walked into, uh, just morbid curiosity, I would want to go see. Hey, what do they have beer wise? Like I said, most of the time it was that. Occasionally, I'd find some like Fuller's ESB or something else, but for the most part, it was something from Brewdog. So, yes, to Jeff's point, they are a massive company. Massive tools. hey That, too. Speaking of massive companies. Yeah. Better tools. And and two massive companies at this. Um, Yingling uh, and Anheuser-Busch are engaged in a little bit of a slap fight, if you will, yeah. over the latter's, Anheuser-Busch's new logo. Um God, they do look kind of the same, don't they? The the font being as close as it is, and I mean, I'm you know, there's not a whole lot of comparators there other than the E. Well, the eagle and a well similar I'm just striking. About, well, oh. so when I said font, I didn't mean the the, the clip art. I'm just talking about the font. <clears throat> but as far as you know, like the lettering goes, the E's are pretty darn close. I mean, it's close enough that you know, you could say, are these the same? Is it the same company? Yeah, like standing all the way back against the wall. You, I, I could not tell a discernible difference between the two fonts. Mm. And and the logos look very similar too. Yeah, you slap a, a gray filter on the AB logo and it's basically the same. I mean, it's a, it's a bald eagle in a slightly, slightly different pose. Yeah. But angled the same way, looking the same way. Wing spread, it just has a giant A. So I guess at least with Anheuser-Busch, you can find the eagle in the A-hole. Yes, yes you can. <sighs> so what What was, I got to imagine Yingling had a good response here, right? Yeah, cool new eagle. We're <laughs> flattered. Because this is, I mean, you were more than welcome to go into the show notes for our show. Uh, we link to all of our articles on our website, craftpurecast.com. Uh, take a look at this for yourself, Yingling, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, if you ask me, that that's the same damn thing. And I mean, I guess one point to make, in case listeners don't know, because Yingling isn't as big as, I mean, it's big, but they're not nationwide like we like to think they are. They're getting there, but they're still not there yet. Right. They are technically America's oldest brewery. Yep. So they've been around since before AB, before... Miller Coors, they were... They were here first. They were here first. And I got to imagine this isn't like their new logo. You know, this eagle's been around probably forever. Yeah, um, I've never like, seen anything different. I, I highly... I haven't. I, I highly expect this to quietly go away. I, I don't anticipate there to be a big kerfuffle about it. 
but why even well, bother with something like this? Because at this point, I feel like AB and Bev is going to do whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it. They don't care about anybody getting upset about it. They're just going to lawyer him to death. So they're going to lawyer one of the largest, and I use craft loosely because Yingling still, for some reason, fits under that umbrella, whatever. But Yingling, you're right. They're not nationwide, but they are not small by sure. any means. Oh, no, no, no. They're yeah. not. But, but, but unfortunately, AB is bigger. Oh, of and course. And their yes. budget for dealing with this, I mean, they'll they'll bleed Yingling dry if they have to. Yep. It's They're like, not going to lose. It's like two watching two gorillas fight. Like, this may take a while. Yeah. Yeah. Very long while. Let them fight. It's like watching four Beatles trying to make music. It may take eight hours. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just about finished with day two. It is a, or not day two, episode two of that. It's, a, it, it's a little bit of a slog. And I, I only made what, it 40 minutes. I realized I am not a big enough Beatles fan to care. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And either you figure that out early enough. I mean, but I am a big enough Beatles fan. and. Yep. See, I do I, care I knew that going in that I wasn't a big enough Beatles fan to care. Not even giving it a shot. That's fair. Nope. I mean, that's a that's a completely fair point because why waste your time on something that you know that you're not yeah inclined to like? Exactly. Uh, so uh, our favorite stories and these actually both kind of go together. Do they? Yeah, they do. Uh, so simply lemonade. I don't know if you guys have ever had that before. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a perfectly fine lemonade. Yeah. Well, guess what. They're, They're gonna making, booze it up. Yeah, because of course they are. It's a good selling lemonade brand. It doesn't surprise me that Coke, who's wanting to get into the alcoholic beverage market, that they're gonna tap one of their. I mean, they've, we've ever seen them do it with Tobo Chico. Yep. You know, they're gonna keep going after what are our, what are our most popular brands that we can put alcohol in. Yes. See, I'm old enough to remember. Putting my own alcohol into Coca-Cola products. Or lemonade. Or lemonade. I mean, kids these days, they can just go to the store and buy this shit pre-mixed. Yeah. Wow. That's just lazy. I mean, come on. Who doesn't remember just pouring some bourbon into your lemonade? Bourbon? Oh, yeah. That's a a choice. Yeah. I mean, both of those, just not necessarily together. You you guys have never tried that before? I have. Okay, it's good. Yeah, like in the summertime, it's damn good. Within the last two weeks. Okay, yeah, in the summertime, it's damn good. Damn corrected. I'm more of a tequila in my lemonade kind of guy, but okay. But you hate tequila, so that's fine. Yeah, I was about to say I don't like tequila, so no, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd I'll go down with some bourbon and lemonade in the summer, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now it's going to be pre mixed, so you know why she's in here, right? The dog or what? The, oh, because of that? Yep. Oh. <laughs> That's oh, why no. she... Yeah. It's like, why is she in here? Who is... There's, yeah, sorry, there's uh, a dog. My yeah. dog has been so the standing dog, here the entire time. She's been time. on really good behavior, though, yeah. sitting there because uh, one of the local fast food joints screwed up my order and gave me an extra burger, and neither of the boys here wanted... So she's been sitting here on the table. And, and she now, And now I put it in the cooler, and she's like staring at the table like... Where'd it heck, go? Heck. Where'd the heck and burger go? What happened? Uh, on the other front of boozy beverages that are, are happening oh, and are going to become a thing. This one, this one really weirds me out. Baja Blast, which, by the way, thank you, uh, Techno Blue, for submitting this on our subreddit. Uh, Baja Blast, which is a Mountain Dew flavor that is exclusive, or was at one point. Now it's not really so much to the Taco Bells. Yeah, it's an unnatural color. It is. And nobody has ever really been able to tell me what the flavor is. It's a tropical... That's not a flavor. Citrus flavor. Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't know. Honestly, Jeff and I were talking about this before we started recording. This is one of those Mountain Dews I would go to the mat for. This is probably one of the best Mountain Dew variants of all time. And fuck you if you don't like it. Yep. I said it. Mountain Dew, there's original... And then there's like the chair... Isn't there Code Red? Yeah, Code Red. Other than that, like I think that's it that I've had for Mountain Dew. So you've never had a Baja Blast before? No. We going Taco Bell. <laughs> I could, oh I, boy, let's I, get. I, all right, you want to take a break? You want to take a break? You want to take yeah. a break? I can take a break. Let's go get hammered, get some Taco Bell, <laughs> some Baja Blast. Look, I mean, if I really wanted to have the shits, I could just eat old food in my fridge. I've already paid for it. Yeah, that's true. But then you can't also. But then you'll pay for it twice. Yeah, God. And then you can't also say that you got to try the delicious nectar that is Baja Blast. Um, 
Jeez. That, that's two words that put together just make my pancreas hurt. <laughs> like... Ugh. So yes, this is going to become another hard beverage. But you know, like so, so this this does bring a point. Josh and I we were talking about this before we started recording, um, and it kind of spiraled into a conversation about artificial sweeteners. And so you've got this beer that that is you know 100 calories, but it has zero. Let's say zero sugar to go back to the keyboard. Yep. Which you know, like part of the appeal of Mountain Dew in general and Baja Blast is the fact that it has 192,000 grams of sugar in it. Yes, that's true. But this says no added sugar. So there's still going to be some sugar in there. So Yeah, but then that but, means it's probably going to be fake sugar. Mm, and, and, there's probably, and it's probably going to be augmented with, you know, aspartame or, you know. Stevia or. Yeah, which like. Oh, God. Which then brought us back to the Seltzer show, which was. You know, when you had one that actually had like natural, and I'm not like I'm excluding stevia because I still find I haven't like gotten on board with stevia yet. But when you have like naturally sweetened products, they're fine. All of those seltzers that had artificial sweeteners in it were terrible. Yep. But that's because I hate artificial sweeteners. Yeah, and I'm I'm in the same boat. Which, by the way, I failed to mention. Guess who's making this variant? Oh, big big, big Boston Beer Company. Yeah, big boys. The Boston Beer Company. We we continue so, to fall further from the light as with each new day. So, Monsterbot Canarchy, Coke's dipping their toes into the pool with with a Miller partnership. Sure, and now Sam's like, "Hey, Pepsi, wouldn't you like to buy us?" I mean, tell me that they. I won't be surprised. It's no wonder that Jim over there is saying like, "Oh." Uh, I don't see like a future in like, I don't see growth in the craft beer industry in our lifetimes. And I'm sitting here like, maybe not your lifetime because you're old as fuck, but um, <laughs> maybe not you old man, but the future well, is now. But of course you're not going to see growth in the traditional beer industry during your lifetime because you keep signing up with Baja blast hard mountain. Do you you're Dingleberry play, playing himself? Is the problem. Like, it's easy to say there won't be any growth when you continually look away from growing your beer brand. Do you remember? Um, I remember. Pepper I remember. But, like, when beer and wine or, or when beer is going to have their lunch money taken by wine, wine and spirits. And, spirits, and, wine and, spirits and especially wine and spirits. spirits and, and we've got, malt you know. Malt beverages. They were so afraid of malt beverages. Yeah. And we were afraid of uh, flavored malt beverages coming from like that are taxed differently from liquor manufacturers, like that are like watered down spirits rather yeah. than like naturally fermented whatevers. And, and, and here he is entering into all these partnerships. It's, it's like, buddy, you're, you're drinking your own poison. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. And then he's brewing it. And then, you know, <laughs> It's a problem for the industry unless he is getting paid. I feel like <clears throat> there's always that side of 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 uh, which which Coke cockhook is it? Uh, Jim, Jim, Jim. Yeah, there's always there's always a side of Jim at Boston Beer who likes to rail and and talk and and be a keynote speaker about the beer industry when really he's the one that's eroding all of it from underneath everybody. And did you know that you can't get drunk if you eat a packet of dry yeast before a session? Yeah. Which explains so many of his interviews. Yeah. Totally. Ugh. I, I understand that the guy is legitimately a trailblazer in the craft beer industry, but at some point, like... The future is now, old man. Like, just step Thank aside you. for the good of us all, for the good of the craft beer industry. Like, you, you help... Put us on the map. Enjoy your billion plus dollars of wealth, like please. That's it. I mean, honestly, I, I I feel like at least them specifically, it is time to remove them from the craft beer world officially. They have long since jumped that shark. Yeah, they and, do not belong. When when thirty some percent, like thirty percent of like whatever makes up Boston Beer Company is beer. And that includes Dogfish Head. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. And that's it's the problem is that Dogfish Head was almost like somebody did some numbers and realized, ooh, we should probably bump up our quote unquote beer portion 
let's go buy somebody real quick. Boom. Yeah. Sam goes to Sam, and there you go. Yep. And, you know, sad, but true. And it wasn't that I was buying dogfish. I'd constantly, but I haven't touched it since. Haven't bought a single thing from them. Again, not that I'm avoiding it, but I'm with you. I don't think I have Things either. Have changed. Yeah. Palettes you know, change. It's, and it's interesting that for the longest time, we kind of railed against ourselves and the market that we deserve because we're always looking for the new thing. And I don't think that I'm necessarily always looking for the new thing. Nope. Not anymore. But I'm, I'm also not. not looking for the old thing. I am looking, honestly, I am looking for the old thing to do new things, but not this. Like, constantly looking at, you know, especially over this last six months where I've all of a sudden fallen back in love with Sierra Nevada. Yeah. And constantly looking at what is new from them? What but, are they but, putting but, out? Okay, but yeah, you don't see Ken Grossman doing this shit. Yeah. But that, but that's what I'm kind of getting at. Like, I don't mind that they're putting out new products and they're continually innovating. What I'm not about to do is to go and buy a mix pack of Sam Adams seasonal that I know is the same shit they've been putting out for years. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't I don't want that old stuff. Unless it's Doppelbach. Their Doppelbach was really Yes, it was. Good. Okay. I, and I'm so not, speaking, speaking of old stuff, I'm like, oh, what I would give for. But now their sampler pack is the only way that I can get Doppelbach. At least nobody, the last time I looked, because I guess six pack of Doppelbach today, doesn't. You don't see Doppelbox in the wild that often. No. Well, and, and well, you actually are wrong. They took that out years ago. It's not even in that mix winter pack anymore. No, even worse. Yeah. So it's now like old fizzy wig and a chocolate cherry stout wheat. and a cherry wheat. I and thought their chocolate stout was passable. Yeah. That's I a, mean, it, it's then never really liked old fizzy wig. Like not just not the thing. Yeah. They, they took, cause that was like kind of the death knell for me on them. When that Doppelbach was taken out of that winter mix pack, I'm like, I could muscle through some of these if that's my final prize. Yeah. But no, uh, not anymore. But like, we don't have to do that anymore. The, well, and that's a valid point too. I don't have to do like, that anymore. Like the, the notion of like, oh, well, I got to buy this, you know, mixed 12 pack and yep, there's going to be a turd. And I got three bottles at least that are going to be really painful to get through. Like, most breweries have upped their game. Sam Adams is treading water yep. in, or going backwards down the stream. Or on a different path completely Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like... Remember all their hazies that they were making for a while? Well, yeah, especially the after their... Rebel we'll, IPA series. We'll, we'll never do a uh, an IPA. IPAs are a fad. And then suddenly they're like, uh, yes, and here's 18 different, you know, DDH and... Yep. Um, fresh IPAs and there's nothing for you on this table, pupper. But I wanted but those ears. Heck and heck, give me the burger. <laughs> I right. just can't wait for uh, an imperial hard seltzer that's been aged in five or six different barrel treatments to uh. come together with like a a twelve, like a twenty eight percent naturally fermented like. Highest ABV hard seltzer in the world. I want Utopia Seltzer, goddammit. Oh, but, God. Oh, but like, God. But you know they're going to go there because this... Let's just get there already. Sel- seltzer, you know, seltzer trends are, are already starting to spiral out. Don't there's, you put that evil on me. I want, I want a bourbon many- barrel, rum barrel, Madeira barrel, scotch barrel, blended hard seltzer... You joke, but the second somebody comes out with an Amberana aged seltzer, you're going to be all over that. You're goddamn right, I will. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm. Did I see that? That it was like Bud Light or somebody put out like an eggnog flavor, or was that a joke? Oh, who knows? God, I can't remember. I think that was Bud Light for some strange. I mean, reason. all I know is like at the local teeter that I go to, there is now four coolers that are dedicated to seltzers. Jesus. Used to be one. Then it was two. Now it's four. It is nuts. Well, don't look at me. I am not the problem here. Yeah, I know. All right. Are we ready for break? I think so. All right. We'll be back in 30.
Bino by Jeff. I'll let you explain how this works because this one's a little different than normal. Oh, is it? It is and it isn't. I mean, you know, so the idea behind Bino by is we're drinking beer as we're talking about all these stories, which I know is a big surprise. And then we kind of like judge these beers, if you will, and just say whether we would buy them. I mean, is it good enough to be worth me spending my money on? Um, And to Josh's point, this one's a little... It's a little different because these were all sent to us by a listener. Again, thanks, Chase. I uh, appreciate you for sending all these. Um, so it's it's a little it's a little trickier because I feel like if we're in um, if we're in Minnesota <laughs> and we see all of these beers, I know like we're all going to be inclined to say, "Oh yeah," but like we're surly. We're surly, yeah, yeah. But like, also we need to give these a fair shot. Which I think we will. Um, so, yeah. Up first, from Junkyard Brewing in Moorhead, Minnesota. Grandpa Bill's Pills. A dry hopped Pilsner lager. Um, which, I, you know, first beer syndrome is always uh, interesting because it's the first one we have of the day. And sometimes that can, like, it always tastes good. The first beer always tastes good, right? Um, coming back to this a second time, I, I still enjoyed this. Um, very nice, uh, very nice lager, very nice Pilsner. Um, yeah, I, I mean, definitely would love to be, go to Junkyard Brewing and have a big pour of this sucker. Wells? I'm a little frustrated because um, this is a great IPL. But in terms of a Pilsner, holy shit. I mean, this is way too hoppy for a Pilsner. It's good. I'm enjoying drinking it, but when even even for like a, a dry hopped pilsner, I'm I'm expecting less uh, than this. It's a little too much. Uh, I'm still going to buy it because I like it, but I don't like it as a pilsner. Woof. But yeah, it's a naming issue for you. Well, it's a, I mean it's a category issue. You you tell me something's a like a pilsner, and I'm expecting you know, IBU to kind of top out at a certain point, And this yep. kind of overshoots that still a buy. Josh, Josh kind of overshoots it. Yes. This, <laughs> this, this way overshoots yeah. it. This is an IPL. This is, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it should be labeled as. And this is a damn good IPL, but it's not a Pilsner. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not a Pilsner. Cause there's, it's way too hop forward. Like the hops are still there on my tongue, which mm. again, hops up. This is just completely mislabeled, is what it boils down to. This is a damn good beer. It's an absolute buy. Just mislabeled. <laughs> next beer up. All right, next up from uh, Fair State Brewing in Minneapolis. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. This is Tamave Pivo, a decoction-mashed Czech-style dark lager. Um, I mean, I really like this one. It's got that um, kind of roasty, but it isn't overboard. Um, yeah, I could do some damage to, uh, uh, several of these cans. I'd buy this one for sure. Wells? Roasty, but not very bitter. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy this. This is a smooth drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking for this time of year. Give me a little bit of like roastiness, a little bit of just a, a tiny bit of body, but also just like a, an easy drinking thing. 4.4%. I could absolutely wreck some of these. These are very tasty. Loving this one a lot. Truth in advertising. Yeah. Uh, Josh, your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is really nice and bready, roasty, not hop aggressive, not hop forward at all. This is damn, damn good beer. Another big buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Blackstack Brewing in St. Paul. This is uh, called Whose Idea Was This? It's like a 4.8% pale ale. Um, it's fine. Uh, I Pale ales in me, like I don't, I, I'm still trying to figure, I, I say still. I don't understand the, the what place a pale ale has anymore. Nobody, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. But I'm not buying it. Wells? When your pale ale, I mean, it's two different breweries, but when the uh, pale ale is considerably less hopped than your Pilsner, yikes. Um, this is 
quite transparent and abs. I mean, God, you can see fingers through this stuff easy. Um, it's nice. It's perfectly adequate, but that's just not going to be doing enough for me. Uh, no, bye. Josh, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in the world of Pale Ale, you come for the king and you make it or you fail epically. And I don't think anybody is ever going to beat a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, plain and simple. I don't want them to beat it. I just, you say Pale Ale and that's kind of yeah, where, that's, where your mind goes. But like, yep. even Zombie Dust, which maybe isn't fair to compare this to Zombie Dust, but like, if you're going to go Pale Ale. That's a hop, Pale Ale? Uh-huh. No shit. I always thought it was an IPA. Nope. I'll be named. Hop the hell out of it. Yeah. Okay. And that's give, probably give, why I thought it was Give me hop IPA. water. And then I then I understand the place of a pale ale. I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean this is is well made. Don't get me wrong, but you know I when I am thinking of a pale, it's either Snappa or yep. it's Dales. Those are my two go tos of a overly aggressively hopped pale ale. So well made, but not gonna buy it. Next beer up. All right, so um, not gonna lie, get the box today uh, in the mail. And I'm unpacking everything, and I pull this can out, and I get a little spooked. Because it's called... Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's, it's, it's another one from Blackstack. It's a collaboration with Slice Beer Company. It's called Any Way You Slice It. And it's got um, the uh, small Caesar, you know, like it's a little Caesar guy. Like, we all know what this is. Yeah. It's IP theft. <clears throat> but it's called Any Way You Slice It. It's got, like, you know, a pizza oven on the front, and I'm like... Oh, dang, we were just talking about pizza beer. He did not just send us a pizza beer. And so I took a sip of it. I'm like, oh, okay. He did not send us a pizza beer. He did not. It's just a regular, I shouldn't even say regular. This is American IPA, um, Idaho 7 Cryo, HB 586. It's just a real good West Coast IPA. Um, I'm looking for, it doesn't have a date on it. I I don't know, uh, like a, don't know if this is like super fresh or not, but it's good and I like it. So I would buy it. Well, so I went on a, a mini itty bitty Twitter rant a couple days ago about how I want some more bitterness in my West coast IPAs. Uh, this one at least isn't uh, as hazy as the one that I was drinking and complaining about, but it's also just not, bitter enough for me to call this like a West coast IPA. Um, it's, I mean, dang, there is no body to this. It is like drinking hop water. Um, I like it. I just don't like it enough to buy it. Josh, your thoughts. He thinks he chews. Okay. It's weird to even say this. But this hot profile reminds me a lot of a baby, 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 baby maker. <laughs> the hot profile reminds me a lot of baby maker, but just a very, very baby, baby version of it. We're talking baby maker, like one part of that maker. to three parts water. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. I, I really like that hot profile. I mean, that's why, I, you know, baby maker is one of those beers that is constantly in my fridge. Like... Anytime yep. I can see it and it's fresh, yeah, I'm snagging a, a four pack of that. But I this like, one, I like this enough, to, and I guess I like the hot profile enough to say, yeah, I would buy this. Like this would be a good. I don't want to get blitzed off of a double IPA watching football, so sissy. Let me let me drink something that is considerably taste profile wise to it, but nowhere near the amount of ABV, so I'm not shit faced by third quarter so yeah absolute buy next beer up is your old man in it uh, well you know so the one uh really bad thing about the gabf logo is you can't ever tell can't ever read it very easily um you know it's dark on dark with slightly light dark on it um dark on dark with light dark yeah so uh we have this can of lupulin brewing's doppelbach which apparently they won a I'm assuming that's a GABF bronze medal for. He shows to Wells. Looks bronze. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming a similar for the U.S. Open Beer Championship. Uh, 
nice 8% beer from Big Lake, Minnesota. Uh, this was a, a real pleasant surprise. I, you know, again, like as I'm, you know, anytime you get like beer mail, you're like opening up at each, depending on how they pack it, like each time is like opening Christmas presents, right? And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And then I'm like, ooh, Doppelbach. And I even texted the boys and I'm like, hey, so I got this liner from Chase. Here's all the stuff that he sent. And they're like, oh, that looks fun, you know. Um, yeah, the, I can understand why this won. This is a very uh, good for me Doppelbach. I'm sure Wells is going to have some problem with it, but um, <laughs> I really like it. I'm always like, oh, this tastes really good. And you're like, yeah, well, actually, for the style of Doppelbach lager, it needs to be. I'm busting your balls. I like this. It's real good. I would buy it. <laughs> Wells, do you like it? It's This is absolutely delicious. It's got just the right amount of. Um, caramel malt to it uh the carbonation level is a little high but i'm not mad at that at all um good lord eight percent okay um this is not an easy drink in eight percent um just because it's got such a high carb level but i really enjoy this i'm trying to incorporate a lot more double box uh to my wintertime drinking um i would make this a part of my heavy rotation if I lived in the Big Lake area. Josh, your thoughts? Well, I mean, we could... No, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, my thoughts. Doppelbach is my all-time favorite German style of beer. Uh-huh. Like, I, I'm aware of this, which is why I, one of the reasons I was excited when I saw the can. Yeah, like, I get all giddy anytime I can get my hands on a Doppelbach. I don't know what it is I like about it so much, but I have always loved this style of beer. And, you know, to Wells' point, especially as it gets colder around here, this is one of those nice, it's a little chest warmy, which, in my opinion, that's what a Doppelbach is meant to be. It is meant to be a winter-based beer. Winter warmer? Yeah. It's cold outside, and I want something to warm me up. Yeah. Uh, damn, this is fantastic. And yeah, uh, I mean, you know, and, and to your point, like, it's a shame we don't see more of this. I mean, you know, technically, Barnbach is a doppel, but like, that's once a year. Yeah, and it's only around for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, it comes out before you think it should, and it's gone before you realize it was out. Yep, exactly. Which and is you, a bummer. Yeah, because you, know. you end up missing it half the time. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, I haven't set foot in a Total Wine in forever, so who knows, maybe I could get a Doppelbach. Nor should you. Well, I'm saying if I want fuck them, that's why. Because <laughs> fuck them, that's why. I mean, maybe if I wanted a Doppelbach that bad, I would, you know, journey into a Total Wine and find one from five years ago that hasn't seen the light of day. <laughs> probably tastes delicious. Oh, yeah, exa- exactly. It probably would. Nothing um, like pre-aged Celebrator. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, this is fantastic. Absolute buy. Uh, Jeff, final beer up. Uh, final beer up from Fair State. This is their beer called You Can Have the Crown. 12.5% Imperial Stout. Um, no adjuncts, really. You know, like it's not barrel aged. It doesn't have vanilla and marshmallow and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a regular straight. You mean it's a stout ass stout? Yeah. Okay. It's an imperial stout. Um, it is. It is. It is serviceable for me. I don't hate it. Um, I would gladly have this at the tap room. Um, there's a little something lingering on the backside of my palate that I'm just not. I, I can't quite place, and I'm not sure I love. But um, I, other than that, I mean. I'm not, I will no buy this beer, but I would buy it like as a, on a flight, you know, a one-off. I'm just not going to buy it off the shelves if that makes sense. Wells. Okay. I've got a lot of feelings about this beer. Um, it's got a high bitterness, high hot bitterness, high roast. Maybe that's it. A high roastiness to it. Yeah. Um, what you're thinking of is like where Imperial Stouts kind of were in maybe like two, the mid two thousands, um, to me, this tastes a lot like serpent stout. This tastes a lot like old hickory, uh, imperial stout minus the honey. Of course, Josh hates that shit. Um, except for there's a 
There's two beers in the Keezer that would actually argue that counterpoint. That mm. I oh, I did hate. you buy some Hop Slam? No. So yes, this one is this is really good. Um, it's just enough of a throwback, but also has that kind of like thicker mouthfeel and a, still a, a full body sweeter finish that you kind of get from a lot of um, pastry stouts. Uh, this is this is really tasty. It's a buy for me, Josh. Yeah, this is really really good. I really enjoyed this. I mean, it it announced to me immediately that it was a twelve percenter. Like, yeah, you you, yeah, you there's no fl- yeah, it's not messing around. Yeah, like you could immediately feel it in my chest. But this is still it for you know as much as we rail on just having a good plain not non adjuncted stout. This does it. Yep. And that's, you know, a nice feeling sometimes of just saying, hey, I guess I'm not a monster. I do like regular plain beer sometimes. Well, let's not get, let's let's not conflate two things that aren't related. All right, You fine. are still a monster and you like this beer. Yeah, fair point. All right, Jeff, it's time for Ad Tap That. How does that work? Uh, you know, out of all these beers, what's the one that we would most like to have a keg of to drink all the time? Um, you know, I, and maybe it's just because it's still kind of chilly out, uh, but that Doppelbach is talking to me. Really enjoyed that. Um, especially going back through a second time, that was that was probably my favorite out of the whole lineup. Um, so, you know, for all of those, <laughs> Chuck, that sometimes send beer, you know, like you're on notice. Uh, there's a new challenger from Minnesota, and he brings the heat. So, brings the heat. Or the, the, the cold. Um, I don't know. My analogy fell apart. At any rate, Real good beer. Uh, again, Chase, thanks a lot. Uh, super fun. Uh, glad to get a little taste of your town. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to going and grabbing uh, a little taste of Charlotte, if you will, and sending some stuff back up your way. So thanks again. Wells, how about you? What are you tapping? I'm with you. It's the Luplin. Uh It's what I look forward to in a Doppelbach. I mean, this is too style, and it's just a, it's just a great drink. Josh. I, I don't. Mean, there, there should be no surprise where I'm going to go, right? I mean, yeah, Doppelbach. Yeah, yeah, that Luplin is is fantastic, and again, that being my favorite German style of beer, oof, yeah, that is a knockout. That's real good. Yeah. So, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Uh, come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Uh, again, as mentioned before, we've got a Facebook, um, Facebook.com/slash/craftbeercast, uh, Patreon.com/slash/craftbeercast. We want to support us that way. Hit us up on the Twitters at CBcast. Email. Contact at craftbeercast.com. Um, we're pretty responsive, I feel like. Yeah. So so there's I mean, that. If, if you tweet me, I, it may not be during the day that I'll see it, but yeah. I definitely will see what I'm off yeah, for. So typically, what, what is it? Uh, they like to say, uh, same day responses. Yes. Uh, you know, like whatever. But uh, yeah, so it's, you know, good times. Uh, love catching up and, and all that kind of stuff. So Wells, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at all the Wells. Josh, where, where are you? Uh, I'm right here. And there. you can also find me on Twitter at Josh, B, Josh CBC. I can't talk to, all of a sudden. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell somebody you like us. You've listened to our show. I mean, today was episode 420. bro. For real. I, I, I color code the sheet to make it easier for us to kind of sort through it. And Wells literally texted and said, why isn't episode 420 colored in green? And I'm like, yeah. <sighs> That's it. <laughs> Fine. I changed it just for Wells. Yes, you did. You did. Threw uh, off my color progression just to make him happy. Just to make It him made happy. me happy. I appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, it's the little things. Yeah, it's the little things. So tell a friend, tell somebody, uh, rate and review us. Uh, yeah, other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Mm-hmm.